TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to TalkZone.com, two guys, and a mic at a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago, wherever you are uh, shoveling yourself out of, or if you happen to be in a nice warm weather climate, God bless you. But either way, we appreciate your joining us here on Two Guys at a Mic, one hour of sports talk and more. It is the coach and the big dog with you for the next 56 minutes and 48 seconds, but who's counting? Big Dog in his spatial abode out in beautiful Aurora, Illinois. Joel, I have not talked to you since the Super Bowl. A, it's great to have you on, and B, did you survive Super Sunday? Uh, well, I'm glad to be here, Coach. It's good to talk to you and uh, uh, survive it. Oh, my God, which every day could be Super Sunday. All the chili, all like the whatever, the queso dip, whatever the heck they're making now, like with ground beef in it. I got to tell you something, the amount of food, the amount of fun that I had on Super Bowl Sunday was exactly what you could have hoped for, Coach. Just fantastic. It made up for the fact that you uh, once again predicted the incorrect winner. Big Dog, you slumped at the end of the year. I am eminently disappointed because normally your football expertise is right on, but uh, the good food made up for the wrong pick. And a lot of times I'm able to to like feel like when emotion can play the role of you know and really you know help a team, and I really think that happened this time, but. You know, you know, Coach, I was wrong, and I really am a Peyton Manning fan. I, I, I love Peyton Manning, even though I am a, uh, a diehard Bears fan, and he beat the Bears in, the, in Super Bowl 41. But I, I really like the guy, and I, I want him to be considered the greatest ever eventually. But I, I really, after watching this game, the right team won. It, was, it felt right. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, New Orleans isn't going to win a lot of football championships, so let's just be honest about that. So mm-hmm. the fact that they got one, they had at least one time New Orleans can say, you know what, at least we're capable of winning it. It was pretty cool, and I'm glad they won. It was fun, and it was, as you said, cool. And it was a nice story, city of New Orleans, the parade, the celebration. Good guys on the team, Sean Payton, likable coach, Drew Brees, the All-American quarterback. The only little bit of me that was bothered by it is I kept looking back to the Minnesota Viking game, where by all rights the Vikings should have beat the Saints, and I just keep thinking... In a sense, they shouldn't have been there. Five turnovers by Minnesota, a bad coin flip, and a worse call by an official. So, that... yeah, yeah, isn't it crazy? But that's how—that's why you get in the tournament, coach. That's why you get in, because even if maybe even in the playoffs, if you win a game that even maybe you shouldn't, you're mm-hmm. still alive. And the Colts, you can say, oh, the Colts got the wrong end of the stick. They should have been facing the Vikings instead of the Saints. But you know, that's just—that's just how it is. You have to face the team in front of you. And, and everything that you said, Coach, is exactly right, but it shouldn't taint the Colts' victory because mm-hmm. everyone's – you know, part of the game is not shooting yourself in the foot, and that might sound stupid, but we forget that. I mean, the Vikings don't deserve to play in the Super Bowl because flat out – because quite simply, Coach, the way you put it is it's not like the Saints were forcing those turnovers on the Vikings. It'd be a lot different because like, there's five turnover games where you just completely annihilate a team. Mm-hmm. It was the Vikings shooting themselves in the foot. So it's not like we we missed out by not having the Vikings there because 
football, you're supposed to be able to hand the ball off to a running back without fumbling it. You're supposed to know not to throw the ball, you know, across your body on third down when you could be in field goal range to win a game. You know, so I don't feel bad at all for the Vikings coach. And you bring up a good point. The teams do need a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times if you go on a playoff run and win it all, you need to win that one game that you really shouldn't have won. And we're going to see that in about a month when the March Madness college basketball brackets are out. Joe, I can't go through every NCAA champion, but I'm willing to bet there is a large majority of them that among their six games that they won to win the championship, one of those, they found a way to win last second shot. They snuck by against an undermanned opponent by a couple of points. So you do need to win one of those games sometimes to uh, win the whole thing. No, Coach, you know I, I truly am a historian of the game. Okay, and, Yes. And I will say from 1981 till now, mm-hmm. I have watched every tournament with my own eyes. Okay, Before that, it was just stuff that I've, I've had to read about. Okay? I thought you missed 1988. Wasn't there a girl named Sherry that oh. caused you to miss the 88 tournament? Are you kidding me? Why would I miss the 88 tournament, the one where Kansas and, the, and the, Danny and the Miracles ended up beating Oklahoma in the final game? Trust thought, me, I, that year game? That your coach, they won six games they shouldn't have won. Maybe okay, I'm mistaking my co-host. You know, I work with so many different people. I thought it was you and Cherie on a beach, and that was the one March Madness you be, you uh, passed up. No, Cherie was my brother's girlfriend. I didn't go. I didn't. I okay. didn't do that, coach. All right, you're, back. You're, you're nasty. Back to basketball, Sports okay. Illustrated swimsuit issue topic uh, coming up in a few minutes. <laughs> didn't yeah. mean to interrupt your concentration there, dog. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't, coach. Yeah. Uh, but you were saying since 1981, the there pl- really isn't. There's always somebody that you, every single champion. I really can't think of anybody that just absolutely cruised right through the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you always have your tough games, but uh, you know, typically, yeah, there's usually a game where you should have lost in that in those six. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of that, by the way, we had some uh, great college basketball yesterday. I know March Madness a little bit away. Football's going to, uh, you know, slowly be in the rearview mirror. We got a little residue going on still, and we'll talk a lot of college basketball today. Now, real quick, before we totally forget the Super Bowl, you said you uh, had some tremendous chili, but your cholesterol level, you picked out what other fine food items. Did uh, you eat? Were you were you uh, home or were you on the road for the Super Bowl? No, no, I was I was at, at the house. There's no reason why I should leave the the back cave. To be quite honest with you, coach. Okay. So everybody comes here. Uh, pecan pie. Oh, that was some good stuff. Pecan coach. pie. That's a different one. Okay. Some of the best pecan pie I've ever had because the actual crust was made out of like a snickerdoodle cookie. <laughs> so if you could handle a, a gigantic sugar rust, it uh-huh. tasted really, really sounds, good. That was pretty good. Sounds a little bit too rich for me, but uh, God bless you. Continue on. Well, that, that's all. And then, you know, uh, gourds amounts of chili, and then, like, uh, the queso dip was just unbelievable, Coach. I mean, really, really unbelievable, like, with ground mm-hmm. beef and stuff in it. That was good stuff, Coach. So, right. you know, but uh, you're talking about, like, gigantic pots full of it. Okay, I'm sorry I didn't do the whole smorgasbord. Like, you were a little bit more like the salt of the earth type of people. All right, so you, you were featured more on both not only quality but tremendous quantity. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but not a wide variety. Not no, all not the frilly all. stuff, like the little you know, appetizer here and a tray over here and a tray over there. No, no. We're, see, we actually watch the game and we don't sit yes. there and talk. And we watch all the commercials. Commercials absolutely uh, pretty good this year. Bud Light did really well. Doritos won by mm-hmm. far. They had the best commercials as a whole group. Really? Because we had, uh, you know, you, well, you read some of the media and advertising experts, and uh, 
We had Jordan Burnfield in on Monday, Double B, Brian Bauer in on yesterday, and the overall thought processes that the commercials that were okay, but nothing really dramatically great. But you enjoyed the uh, the yeah, yeah. I thought this was. I mean, I, I I remember this year in general. If you look back at most of the last couple of years, this was one of the better years. We've had some bad years. Two years ago it was horrible. It was nothing. Uh, I thought we had some really funny ones this year. So mm-hmm. well, you know what the problem is? The bar was set too high. When they they had some real creative ones ten years ago nine eight seven six five and it got better and better and better I think the bar got set too high and now the commercials have become such an anticipated thing it's hard to live up to expectations maybe that's where our disappointment was coming from I, I like them I thought there was a lot of good ones a couple cheesy ones but mm-hmm. uh, definitely a lot of good most of the cheesy ones were from Doritos ha ah, ha ha all right uh, big dog great to talk to you. it would be better to have you in the studio so our webcasting fans could see you there but uh again we remind the folks if you want to get a look at what the big dog looks like go to our fan page two guys mike that's the number two by the way you don't have to spell it out two we keep things very simple here two guys mike.com and you can uh hit it up right there and i think the picture is right there for you right on the uh the fan page so uh the big dog and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock joel a lot of college hoops to talk about winter olympics Kicking off on Friday, your excitement level on a scale of one to two. Oh, it's it's two, coach. <laughs> Absolutely, a two. Oh, I was trying to limit your choices. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, if it's A or B, I'll take uh, definitely a All A right. plus. I, I I love the Olympics. So, and you know, now they're in North America. You can be able to, and it's beautiful because I'll be able to watch stuff at night. And now that it's in Vancouver, it's a little bit later. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll be going to bed at like eleven o'clock, and there'll still be live stuff on. Mm-hmm. This is a, a great. Uh, way for me to look at it. And I'm interested in all the stuff. Really, I am. If it's an Olympic sport, I'm, I'm into it, Coach. So uh, it's once every four years, you know, so I might as well enjoy it. And, oh. and then obviously, women's figure skating is my favorite, but that ain't until the end. So. Opening, so well, save the best for the end, no question yeah. about it. Opening ceremonies Friday night. We talked about who Canada might pick to alight the torch, what famous person to represent the fine uh, country slash You continent. know who it's going to be? Is this the most obvious choice in the history of... of uh, the Olympic torch lighting? Gary Trudeau from Doonesbury. How did you know? <laughs> Obviously, it's the easiest choice ever. You guessed immediately. So, yeah, there you go. Now, you think it's Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, obviously. Isn't it? Isn't it? Well, I don't know if I'd say obviously. He's certainly a leading candidate. Well, I don't think they're getting the Olympics again in the next 24 to 32 years, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, give it to Gretzky. Because if, if you knew they were... I can say, you know what, he's a young man, take care of yourself, we'll get you in 20 years when we come around again, if they hit somebody else. But no, no, you got to go. Who, who are they going to do, the guy that uh, that broadcasts Hockey Night in America, the color analyst, Don <laughs> Cherry? Don Cherry. <laughs> now, Don Cherry, i got to be quite honest with you, I don't know a lot of Canadians. Neil Pert of Rush, which uh-huh. is, you know, fantastic. He can light the torch. Uh-huh. Well, we course, mentioned he he uh, had com- to pass it, though, in order to get it up there. A couple of comedians were brought up yesterday, Martin Short and Saturday Night Live's very own Mike Myers. They could maybe stand on top of each other and light the torch. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Now, Dana Carvey, he's a Canadian, too. There, there you go. I believe he is another one. Well, I think they all went from the, mm-hmm. the same second city place up in Toronto. I kind of like the uh, concept of Wayne Gretzky. I would prefer Wayne Gretzky now, too modern. He's too, he's like, he's current still. I mean, what is he, a general manager? He's been a coach. He's still a little bit too recent. I like. Yeah, I, under, I understand your, your Yeah, 24 years from, from now when he's like 60 years old, you know, and he's got like a hockey-shaped cane walking up the stairs. I would find that, hopefully he's still with us in 20 years, I would find the great Gretzky, the great Grandpa Gretzky, much more inspirational. 
Okay, well, Canada got one in 88. Okay, so it's 22 years later. Mm-hmm. So are they, are they going to get one in 24 years, Coach, in 20 years? I, I mean, would... they should. I mean, but, uh, I mean, who's, who's to say that they will? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, like, Montreal should, uh, well, they had a Summer Olympics, but uh, yeah, we don't need it in French Canada. So uh, they have to do it now, I think. Mm-hmm. they, they got to get Gretzky. you got to do it now. He's one of the great Olympic athletes. I think, like, well, I wouldn't say, I'm not a great Olympic athlete, but winter sport athletes in the history of the planet. You have it in Canada, I think you have to do it, Coach. By the way, if you're keeping track at home after the opening ceremonies on Friday, Saturday, tipping it off is going to be alpine men's downhill skiing, the biathlon. The biathlon is Saturday, freestyle skiing, the luge. You don't have to wait long for men's single luge and women's ice hockey will be among the events to kick off the Winter Olympics on Saturday. Do we, uh, I know our U.S. team is certainly competing on the men's side, Dog, do you know, do we have a women's U.S. hockey team? I would hope oh, so. Of course. They're the, they're the gold medal favorites, Coach. They are? Yeah. Our women's team? Yes. Name me one player besides Cami Granato on our well, women's team. She isn't team. playing anymore. But She's they, not. They are, though. Trust me, they are, Coach. <laughs> they, they, them and the Canadian team, basically. It's okay. like those two. And then there's another, there's one like European team that was good last Olympics. I guess there's like four or five mm-hmm. that could actually, you know, like make a move up. But to be honest with you, Coach, when the U.S. team plays internationally, there's only like five countries that they play that they don't beat like 20 to nothing. You're talking the women's team, obviously. The women's team. Women, okay. definitely. The women. Interesting. Okay. Big dog. And, very and impressive. Like, those games are all good. They're normal, like normal hockey games. They're like 3-2, to two, you know, like 5-3. But it's yeah, the international game. They definitely score more. But there's, I think it was, was it Latvia or something like that? They played – you saw – you're the one who pointed it out to me when we were doing our old show, the morning break. Uh, a team that had lost like four consecutive games and all of them were in the 80s to nothing. In hockey. In women's hockey. You know what? It, I am remiss. You know, you're breaking back memories from days gone by. Your memory is so much better than mine, but I do recall some ridiculous score like that. Yeah, and it, it, maybe it was like the Hungarian team. I think it might have been Hungarian. It was right over in that like there the was an area. An eighty goal game, and how much the losing team did they end up scoring? I forgot. No, no, they didn't score. Eighty and nothing. They, they had lost a couple games in the eighties in hockey. Coach. In hockey. Now, many of our listeners out there who don't follow Olympic hockey are thinking, "Oh, they must have put no, the no, three. It's like regular hockey. It's I mean, it's a little bit more scoring. The rules are a little bit looser. So there's like, not a uh, there's not a, like a three point shot in Olympic hockey. No, no, like you get like a four to like most like NHL games. You expect oh, it's going to be three to two. You would expect like most games. That's probably the mean of the final score. Right. Or in Olympic hockey, it's like four to three is like the. Okay. There's just a little bit more scoring. Yeah, well, it's a little bit more wide open uh, rink, which favors the offense. I don't know if it's longer, but it is wider. But 80 goals, three yeah, periods. Right. Each period is 20 minutes. So that is, what do we got, 27 goals per period. So they average more than one goal per minute. It, no doubt. Like, you know, you send your your, your your daughter out, your German daughter, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, don't get say daddy, you know, like, thank you for making me a hockey player. She goes on this world tour. She plays two teams, two games against the Hungarian team. You come back, you're like, oh, let me see your stats. Well, I played 15 games. Oh, I scored 37 goals. Oh, you're the greatest player ever. You know, whatever she tells Dad, well, I have to admit, that's a 37 goals, 36 came in two games. You know? <laughs> well, let's hope we won't have any 80 nothing games, but uh, very impressive with your preparation. You are known, of course, by reputation. 
But we all know reputations can be so incorrect as a football, baseball, basketball guy. But there's the big dog. I fire women's hockey at you. Boom! Right off the bat, you give me the favorite team and a couple of contenders. Nice research for the show, big dog. You have officially. Because of our budget, uh, you know, I asked David Olson, our producer, if we're going to have anybody in Vancouver reporting for our show. And after he got through laughing, he basically told me, uh, no, but thank you for asking. So, Big Dog, you, because we don't have anybody else, you will be our Winter Olympic expert here on the show. Okay, I do appreciate that, Coach. Yeah, we still won't send you to Vancouver. Men's downhill, one of my favorite uh, sports. Those guys get up to 80 miles an hour on some in some Olympics. Usually it's always over 70. Yeah. What are you talking, 80 miles an hour? On a pair of skis? And, and going in and out the, um, whatever those poles are, right? Yeah, yeah like the slalom, you can take that. I don't like any of that slalom. Oh, so stuff, you're so. talking just a straight downhill. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I know it's interesting, and I can never do any of that, but I, mm-hmm. I don't want to really, like, I will watch it, especially the finals. But the downhill one, and mm-hmm. uh, my boy Claudia loves the Super G, because, I mean, that, as fast as you go on that, that stuff is incredible. The Super yeah. G is basically the dead sprint, top of the mountain to the finish line? Yes. Yeah, well, uh, there, there is um, gates in that, but there's not as many. It's more, it's faster, but like it's okay. Is, is there any know, race? It's a little bit straighter. I'm trying to remember. Is 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 there any race where you just no obstacles? You just go from the top to the finish fast as you can, dead sprint. Is there a hundred meter dash version in winter Olympic skiing? I want to say no. no. no I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't believe there is. Or okay. else, like there'd be some uh, like retired sumo wrestler who would do it, coach. <laughs> Pick up weight as he goes down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might start off slow, but boy, well, he could be going fast at the finish they would just I mean, just getting him in the tights and like tying it down and back would uh-huh. just be the most important thing. You get all the fans at the finish line 100 yards away. Here comes the sumo wrestler. He can't stop. Ah! Where's my glass-breaking sound effect? <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, well, I happen to like the slalom. I think it's kind of cool with her weaving in and out. and It has a little bit more of that auto racing crash effect, but uh, either way, we're, uh, no, our, and, I, and we have to understand, Big Dud, there are some fans out there that look at the Winter Olympics as a, quite frankly, a bother or, uh, you know, it breaks up their hockey season. It interferes with their basketball. So we do have to show some love to those folks, too. Well, the way I look at it is it's once every four years. Yes. That's the beauty of it. That's what's so cool about it. I mean, it's a, you don't get hit in the head with it every single year. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to appreciate it. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to watch everything. And I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this problem, but, you know, if it's there, I'll watch it. But, like, but like the downhill, I have to watch it. That's mm-hmm. just the way I rate them. Coach. All right. Speaking of watching things, when we come back, we're going to uh, – we got a couple topics to get to. College basketball, big games last night. We start to turn our attention to a little pre-March madness, the conference races, et cetera. And we also have the Sports Illustrated – Swimsuit issue that is out there, Big Dog. I don't know what order you want to go to. Swimsuit, college basketball, college basketball, swimsuit. But we have to deal with both of them before the show's over. Well, I really don't want to talk any swimsuit, Coach, because my hands are full right now, and it doesn't have a swimsuit issue in it. So. Behave yourself. Behave yourself. I did, uh, you know, in preparation for the show, as I'm falling asleep last night, I'm thinking of topics and things to bring up. Woke up in the middle of the night, had a very scary dream. I dreamt of uh, Duke forward Kyle Singler wearing a yellow bikini. Not good. Uh, no! Not, not good. But at least I didn't look over my wife, and she didn't look like Cortez Kennedy. Which oh, happened right you can't unsee, Coach. That happened the Saturday night before the Super Bowl. That was really bad. <laughs> I got problems. No, but, it's not good when you look over and your wife looks like a two technique. Well, that wasn't bad. Actually, I enjoyed the two and three technique. The Cortez Kennedy look didn't work for me, but the technique was fine. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Joel, say hello to our producer, David Olson. 
Hello, David Olson. Thank you for that emotional response. We'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic, big dog, and the coach at your service. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john Cohn and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com all right we're back on uh, talkzone.com big dog during the break david olson came in i kind of waved to the uh, webcasting camera it still takes a little getting used to knowing we're being webcast here our fine producer technician and meteorologist expert david olson informed me we now have four cameras in studio on a rotating basis set okay. up by a computer program. So four cameras, and I'm still not sure which one gets my good set. Um, Maybe we need a fifth camera. Coach. Huh? You might be sitting on that camera. <laughs> we need underneath camera, huh? Uh, possibly. Oh, goodness. Four? Road- we- you got to come in one of these days, Big Dog. Yeah, I know, and uh, I'm going to have to wear a hat. By the way, yes, but otherwise yes. the uh, the gleam would be too much for the screen. Yeah, absolutely, coach. I got to quit putting that sheen on my bald head. Yeah, speaking of bald heads, what did you think of the Super Bowl shuffle in particular? The uh, shiny bald head of one ex quarterback, Jim McMahon. Yeah, that was uh, that wasn't too much, I guess. It was all right. It was uh, they had a lot of lead up, a lot of build up, all those commercials, and it was basically the same commercial that the Super Bowl commercial was basically the same as the, like the build up one that they were mm-hmm. showing. So uh, that that was a little disappointing that commercial. Yeah, I thought it was much ado about nothing. Same mm-hmm. thing as the whole mom and Tim Tebow uh, advertisement or whatever you want to call it. Big build up, not a lot going on. It almost Didn't sounds see that like that one. I did not see. It. I don't know how I missed that one, by the way, because well, I, thought I, 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 watched I do because it was quick. I almost missed it too. I don't. I don't even think I saw the whole thing, but it was. It was very understated. Very okay. understated. Well, which is very rare for Tim Tebow because we've been slammed in the face with the kid for four years now. So, well, I don't know if I'd call Tim Tebow. I, I think he's for for everything he's gone through, and I don't want to start running off into college football here. But I, I would actually call the guy understated. I wouldn't call the media blitz around him, but the guy himself. I think he's kind of remained low-key and a pretty likable guy and certainly hasn't been, a, uh, to me anyways, a major media mogul. Yeah, well, well, it's because he's, what do you call it, he's, um, he doesn't speak much because when he says something, he doesn't really say that much because he speaks like this. Well, um, we're going to go out um, and uh, so that he speaks like that the whole time, Coach. So 
That's why he doesn't say much. That's why he's, what do you call it? Guys, 21 years old, big dog. Give him a break. Just imagine you or me at age 21. With that kind of publicity, that kind of notoriety, I'm not sure we'd handle it any better than uh, young Tim Tebow. Oh, no, I would be much worse. I would have gotten in trouble by this point. Yes. But uh, it, <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying he has been thrown in our face over the last four years. It's mm-hmm. really it's, it, He's been the most covered college athlete possibly ever. I can't remember anybody covered more than him, Coach. Mm-hmm. More than Northwestern offensive lineman Chris Hinton? It's close. No, that was big. That was very. He ended up getting traded for John Elway because of the notoriety. That's what people forget. That. So. I knew you'd be able to fire out that fact. All right. Uh, TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic. Our phone number, folks, if you want to join us, any comments, questions from the Winter Olympics, we'll still pick up a little trickle down from the Super Bowl if you want to fire that out at us. We do look ahead, though. College basketball right there for you, the Winter Olympics. NBA and NHL. I got a couple of NBA notes I want to throw to the big dog. Uh, phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. You can email us at mike2guys at AOL.com. Dog, I gave you a tough choice because I know you love both. Sports Illustrated swimsuit or college basketball? Uh, I want to have to go college basketball, Coach, to be quite honest with you. I got no problem with that. All right, good. Both are very uh, exciting. I find college basketball maybe, maybe uh, on this beautiful February, what is it, 7, 8, 9, 10, on this beautiful February 10, possibly a little bit more scintillating than young Brittany Decker. I don't know who Brittany Decker is, but it's a great name, Coach. Seriously. Brittany usually means, you know, she's... Oh, it's not uh, Brittany, it's Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn? Brooklyn Decker. After the swimsuit issue, apparently she's now being dubbed Brooklyn Double Decker. i got to be quite honest with you. Brooklyn Decker, I haven't seen her yet, but just not knowing that she was in Sports Illustrated, obviously. We just told me the girl's name was Brooklyn Decker. I'd, be, I'd go either way. But knowing that she's uh, in Sports Illustrated, obviously she's... Uh, mm-hmm. She's probably a wow, but I have no idea who she is. Right, well, we'll get to that in a second, but let's go with the real wow out there, college basketball. Great games over the weekend, great games yesterday. The Big Ten, where we are located here, the mighty Midwest when it comes to college basketball, featured last night. Uh, the Fighting Illini with a huge win. Illinois, which was not so good early in the season, starting to come together, 63-56. And Purdue beat Michigan State, big dog, 76-64. The Big Ten is up for grabs. Uh, should be a lot of fun the last month of the college basketball season. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. If you're a Big Ten uh, basketball fan, it's been just a, a, a great year. A funny thing happened. A, a, three games ago, like for all the teams in uh, in the Big Ten, it looked like Michigan State was going to run away with it. Yep. Evan Turner was going to be the player of the year. All that was settled halfway through the season at nine games, and all of a sudden, you know, three days, three games later, uh, you know, Evan Turner still is probably going to be the Big Ten player there, but other people have thrown their names in, and Michigan State definitely – is going to have to battle if they're going to win the championship. They're tied with Illinois now at 9-3, Coach. And, uh, I mean, the games last night were just absolutely fantastic, especially if you're an Illinois fan. And what you're alluding to is Michigan State was 9-0. 9-0, undefeated. Uh, three and games to go. Now they're 9-3. and Yeah. I mean, and, you, you know, Illinois was 4-3 and after a loss at Northwestern, and they've won five in a row, and they keep on getting different contributions from Everybody, well, consistently all five games has been Demetri McCamey, but then they, you know, they get a big game from Tisdale one day and they get like 12 boards from Mike Davis and, you know, some smart play. Brandon Paul has been coming up with gigantic plays lately. The, the Michigan State game where, where it was, they were only up one and Michigan State had the ball and he stole the ball and dunked it and mm-hmm. went on the run after. I mean, so everybody's starting to get, you know, sprinkle in and they continue to get like, a, you know, the leadership quality from Demetri McCamey. So 
as an Illinois fan, I was really worried because I know I talked about it a couple weeks ago about like how tough their schedule was. Well, ever since I said that, they've won every single game. So underrated, you know. by the way, an underrated part of last night's game coming off the bench, Michael Jordan's son, Jeffrey Jordan, played a lot of minutes, particularly down the stretch. His defense, big dog, his defense, Jeffrey Jordan, a big part of that victory last night. Yeah, you know, he's he's. I wouldn't say superb, but he's just below superb as a ball handler because he can't shoot at all. Seriously, no. the guy can't shoot. But he always does the right thing. And then Illinois offense always seems to be going in the right direction when he's on the court, even though the guy really can't score or shoot at all. Mm-hmm. And defensively, you're right. He, he's just tenacious. And last night, that's the only reason why Illinois was in that game. They should have got blown out. There was with, with eight minutes to go in the first half, coach, they had nine points. Yet they weren't getting blown out because they played phenomenally on the defensive end of the court. That way they were able to keep the game at 18-9. And next thing you know, they, they, you know, they made the run at the end of the first half. Did you see McKamey pulling up and hitting 25-foot jump shots? Well, we saw him hit 25-foot jump shots. We saw him take the ball to the basket. He threw an unbelievable thread-the-needle bounce oh. pass to Billy Cole late in the like game. A, so he did it all last night. Like a one-handed push, bounce pass to yep. Billy Cole who... Who Billy Cole then used the rim to shield his body, and then a reverse layup. It wasn't fancy; it was actually fundamental. And and then the foul afterwards. I, they played at such a high level last night. They really played like a team that can win the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. And we should mention the game was at the Cole Center at Wisconsin, <laughs> where, quite frankly, Bo Ryan and the Badgers—they just don't lose there. That made the victory that much more impressive. Uh, they don't lose their coach, and and to, to think of it this way. That team is 65 and 5 at that arena against Big Ten play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Illinois has three of the five wins or uh, losses. Uh, our, three of them are against Illinois. So that'll tell you, it doesn't happen very often that teams go in there and, and get a victory. Illinois is one of the few Big Ten teams that have had any success. And they're still like three and seven. You know, so it's not like Illinois has a lot of success going up there, but, um, I think the other streak that was going on last night, I want to say Wisconsin at home had defeated 51 opponents in a row that were not ranked. So outside the top 25, 51 consecutive wins, and that streak was broken because Illinois, at least prior to the game, was not ranked in the top 25. Yeah, 51 big non-ranked Big Ten opponents. Okay. Because oh, so that streak wasn't was still it alive. like last year, like Cal Poly or somebody crazy, like totally. It wasn't even good when in the went into the Cole Center and won, and we were just shocked because mm-hmm. it just didn't happen. It was like it was legitimately one of the biggest upsets I had ever seen, just because they won in the Cole Center. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, other than that, yeah, all, so they opened the Cole Center about about ten years ago, eleven years ago. So sounds about right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a place of horrors for everybody. But you know, Illinois got to win there, and they still have a really really tough road to hoe. But in some way, they control their own destiny because they're playing all the teams that they're battling for the top of the Big Ten with. So that's mm-hmm. Michigan State, which they've split with one and one on the year. Kentucky knocked off Alabama. They're still top five ball club, 66-55. Georgetown a winner. Vanderbilt and Tennessee. little in-state rivalry in the fine state of Tennessee. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt and the shiny head of head coach Kevin Stallings over. The well-coiffed, if not somewhat uh, hefty, Bruce Pearl, pretty good game, but Vandy took it to Tennessee. Big win for the Commodore, big dog. Yeah, and, and, and as an Illinois fan, Illinois played Vanderbilt. You know, so it's like when you play a team, and especially when you're like Illinois battling to get into the Big Ten. I mean, excuse me, the the NCAA tournament because they're mm-hmm. not in yet. Let's face it, they're not in. No, I don't know about yeah. that. I think I think they're in now. Uh, well, they 
they're going to still they still have to win games, though, Coach. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Against some really good teams, they still have to win games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you end up rooting for the teams that you played on your schedule, so your schedule looks tougher to make sure you get it. Illinois played Vanderbilt; they beat Vanderbilt. So uh, definitely rooting against them and Bruce Pearl and well, you know so the whole. It, it's that time of year already in college basketball where you start looking at teams you beat and hope they beat somebody else. So it makes your victory look even more impressive. Well, it, it, no, absolutely, especially if you're an Illinois spot coach. Maybe some other teams aren't worried about that. Kansas, mm-hmm. Kentucky. You know, those teams aren't worried about it, but like uh, Illinois, Northwestern is. Because if Northwestern is going to get in, Coach, they, they still have the – who do they have left on their schedule? Now they got right. Iowa tonight. I know they got Minnesota at home, and they play Chicago State at home. I don't think they have to worry about that one. No, do they honestly have Chicago State at home? Their final home game is Chicago State. Okay, good. Because hopefully that will just be another notch, another victory, and hopefully they can get a couple, maybe at least one victory in the Big Ten tournament, Coach, mm-hmm. and we we can finally see the Wildcats in uh, in, in the NCAA tournament. Would be nice. Would be and, nice. And, Six and, years. And who are, like, any big wins that they have outside of the conference? Well, yeah, they beat Notre Dame. Okay, so and so you got to root for Notre Dame and to keep winning games. Yeah, Catholic there's Church. a couple other. I read somewhere somebody was bad mouthing Northwestern, saying they have no shot at making it, or really on the outside looking in. I have to look down their schedule, but they've got a few uh, significant victory. You know, nobody in the top ten, but the win over Purdue was certainly big. Yeah, and they did meet Notre Dame early. There's a couple others that are escaping me, but our, our cats are, I think, are right there on the hunt. No, I, I do think they're outside of it though, right now, coach. What's that? I definitely think they're outside of it, and I think Joe Lenardi has them outside, and he's the godfather of the bracket. I think he's the one who actually makes the bracket. Mm-hmm. The committee doesn't even meet anymore. <laughs> they just let, let Lenardi handle it. And then they're in this room for like six hours. They get like dancers, caviar, <laughs> all kinds. Then they come out, they, they're all sweaty and stuff. They're uh-huh. like, wow, you guys look disheveled. How hard was it? I was like, well, you know, you take you know, four Viagras and have to deal with these women for this song. So, and then Lunardi just, hey, Lunardi got every single bracket exactly right. How did he do it again? One you know, guy in the corner working for a couple of hours and eight guys in suits partying it up, huh? It's an, <laughs> in, it's an interesting theory and probably not all that incorrect. Oh, you should have saw the delegate from Utah, Coach. Oh, my goodness. I should have saw who? Uh, the delegate from Utah last year, because oh, it's almost really? like delegates, these people that they come in and they try to lobby for, like, their players from, like, the Mountain West Conference and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, the guys from Utah, they don't. They don't party very often, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. Big Dog and the Coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Talk a little March Madness. College basketball football is in the uh, rearview mirror now right now, Big Dog, so we can look ahead, start to get into the March Madness, even though it is only February 10th, but certainly basketball going to be one of our main topics. NBA, by the way, a couple of news and notes from yesterday, if I could Uh-oh. saunter off into the NBA. You want to talk some hoops? With the coach of the dog, 888-463-6748, the phone number to do it. But uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers won their 12th consecutive game. Big Dog, are you ready to say they are your prohibitive NBA champion favorite? No, no, absolutely not. Not with the Lakers there. I will definitely, without a doubt, say they're the prohibitive Eastern Conference representative to, to face mm-hmm. the Lakers. Okay. And I will say the same thing about the Lakers situation. The Lakers are the prohibitive favorite to win the West. But neither one, it's... it's a, it runs through Los Angeles still, Coach. Okay. And I, don't start throwing cliches at me, young man. I don't want to sit here and, and bash, uh, you know, LBJ. But, you know, since you still have to prove it, you know what I mean? You still have to prove that you can actually win mm-hmm. four series in the playoffs. And you I'm know, sure he can, you know, but uh, I would definitely say that there's uh, conference prohibitive favorites, but definitely not a league champion favorite right now. And if they so, keep 
both teams keep playing at that elite level, and if both teams can stay healthy. It could if, be a great final. Yeah, I was just going to say, Cavaliers and Lakers, that could be one of the better seven-game sets we've had in recent years. Oh, absolutely, and you would hope it would go seven. You would get uh, like a run like that. And either one of those teams, it's not like they're – well, Cleveland could be really dominant at home. Uh, but, you know, they would probably have uh, the three games in the middle. You know, that's how it would happen because I doubt Los Angeles is going to end up losing the best mm-hmm. record in the NBA. Even though they're battling for it, I just think the – Believe it or not, the the West is easier right now than the East, Coach. If you were, uh, it might be a little deeper in terms of like like one through six playoff teams, but like one through fifteen, I think the East is actually deeper than the West right now. By the way, one guy we got to mention, Kevin Durant, Oklahoma City won again last night. Oh. Kevin Durant, thirty three points, eleven rebounds. I read that. Uh, I mean, every time I read the box scores, Kevin Durant scored thirty and twenty seven. The guy's yeah. having an unbelievable season. His last twenty five games. He has scored over 25 points, 25 games in a row. That, Mr. Radwanski, pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, he was it, – it, it's phenomenal, Coach. And the impressive thing is, because, you know, I look at last scores every single day. He's usually shooting like 50% from the field. Mm-hmm. And last year he was putting up, you know, pretty big numbers. But, Coach, he was shooting like 39%. And he was legitimately taking 28 shots a game or 30 a game. It was – so it wasn't all that impressive. I was like, you know – Whatever. Well, this year it's like his game is totally changed, and the guy is legitimately one of the next superstars of the NBA. Period. I mean, he's going to win an MVP. Mm-hmm. He can win championships too. Makes it look easy, like all the great ones do. He makes it look easy. All right, real quick before the break, Big Dong on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue as we transition from Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and the Cavaliers to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. A very Dangerous transition, by the way. Don't do that no, too quickly at home. No, it isn't. It's dangerous at yes, all. Yes, it I is. I say something. The Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue is the most overrated possibly thing in magazines left. That's you know, Really, it is, Coach. You think so? Overrated have in that? Have you seen the stuff that people get their eyes on? When when I was a young kid, you know, like 86 when I was a freshman in high school, uh-huh. You know, when I when I actually, you know, you used to cut out coupons for Jergens hand lotion, try to save some money. Okay. That was a big deal. Now it isn't anymore. Kids don't care. Seriously, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Well, I'm going to present the devil's advocate and say that it is, it's, it's you know, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous women. And it's done beautiful photography-wise, and it's done usually very tasteful, although every year it gets a little sleekier and sleekier, but... For the most part, uh, you know, I think it's you just can't help but admiring the beauty of the pictures, the beauty of the women. Well, the, I, that there's no doubt. I just it it's just lost its luster because ever since the internet has come about over the last like 20 years, mm-hmm. it's not like you're seeing. You can go find that stuff whenever you want. So I don't think there's really any excitement. I don't even think people even realize that mm-hmm. it's out there anymore. This so you do been, not have like collectors editions at home. You do not save the issues. No, I do have the ones with the laminated uh, pages, though. <laughs> a lot more expensive. Stop it. By the way, Brooklyn Decker, the young uh, Brooklyn Decker, the young lady who's on the cover happens to be the wife of tennis superstar Andy Roddick. And she was selected to be the uh, cover girl, which I'm sure is worth mucho, mucho money, not only now, but for residuals uh, in the next month, two months, three months, couple years, five years, ten years. Yeah, people are like, oh, he got her just because he's a tennis star. No, he got her because of his name, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Do you find it difficult, like when you're waiting in a grocery line or waiting in a line at a drugstore, 
when you want to pick up the magazines, I mean, you're not, you're not a dirty old man, but you want to look through maybe and look through at some of the pictures, not a pornographic magazine, but it could be Sports Illustrated, Swimsuit, anyone with, you know, some of the women shown and some somewhat shaky pictures. Do you ever, have you ever done it like waiting in line and do you feel guilty a little bit? You got uh, the lady in behind you and you got the guy in front of you. You just feel a little guilty in, in, in public reading those articles? Make it no, I have, uh, I, I don't get in those situations whatsoever, coach, because like if I'm at the grocery store mm-hmm. and I, when I put my stuff on the, on the counter or whatever and I am not immediately getting served to actually pay and I have to pay attention to something else, yeah. I'll immediately go to my phone and figure out while I was in the store for the last 20 minutes, uh-huh. you know, who has called me, who has texted me, so I would not even notice that there was a right. couple. So and if there was, I wouldn't look at the magazines because it's all trash. I would probably see which particular candy mm-hmm. that I'm not going to buy anymore because I've got hyper <laughs> up in it. So the cell phone has taken up the spare time away from the magazines. And, 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 and then if nobody has called me, I would immediately go to whatever I was looking at the Internet mm-hmm. the last time. And it probably would have been something that's probably mm-hmm. more provocative than those girls that are scantily dressed. And see, I'm, 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 the <laughs> I'm still stuck with the old cell phone, so there's not that much interesting on mine. So I do see some magazine articles occasionally I would like to look at, but I do sometimes hesitate to do so because there's strangers standing next to me, and it makes it somewhat uncomfortable or uneasy. But that's just yeah. me. I might never see any of this stuff ever again because pretty soon, you know, I'm going to get a I'm going to get a cell phone coach. Where I can get television on it. Oh, and, flow, uh, flow a TV. And get me MLBnetwork.com. Uh-huh. I'll get every single Major League Baseball game. I, I'm all I'm going to be doing is holding the phone in front of my yep. face, about six inches from my face, for the next like two years. Yeah, I'm oh. kind of worried about this. Yeah, I think you should be. You kid about it a little bit, but uh, I think that's absolutely coming. The well, it's here. And it's it going to become more prevalent. TV on the cell phone. As if we don't have enough problem already, we're going to have people, oh, boy, think about driving. Yikes. I know. I know. Yikes. I'm going to have the Major League Baseball Network, MLB.com, where I can watch every single game in my hand. And all kinds of, I'm not going to get anything done, Coach. <laughs> I mean, right. seriously, if, oh, okay, what would I rather do? Would I rather watch the Rangers versus it's, the Rays? Yeah. Hmm. In a battle for who could, you know, try to stay ten games below five hundred, or actually, you know, do something. No, I would probably be sitting there watching that baseball game. It would be one, worried. yet one more temptation to uh, take us away from trying to get our activities that we should be doing during the day. We're going to take a quick break, Big Dog. A Sports Illustrated issue, college basketball, NBA, the Winter Olympics, all that right there on the docket. You can dial it up, talk to the coach and the dog. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. During the break, Joel will be looking at a magazine. I can assure you.
get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Big dog, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but the, the YouTube video of the Baltimore weather forecaster, have you heard and or seen this uh, video? Um, it's, it's not the guy who's like watching the end of a game who no. yells something out. Is it? Okay, no. no, I have not seen this. Uh, check it out. And I would, uh, tell that to all of our talkzone.com fans. David Olson, you can pretty much go to YouTube and, and just type in Baltimore meteorologist or Baltimore weather forecaster. It's a classic. I don't know if the guy planned it to be a YouTube classic or if he just kind of OD'd on his weather broadcast. As you know, Baltimore has been hit by, uh, to say the least, a little bit of snow. And, yes. And this yes. weather is it, is it 48 inches yet? Have they got four feet? No, not 48. Okay, not 48. But this particular meteorologist uh, loses it on camera again. I'm not sure if it's planned or not, but either way, it's pretty hilarious. So you got to check that out. All right, back on two guys at a mic. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. The parade for the New Orleans Saints uh, was yesterday. Dog. I don't know if you caught any of it, but uh, it was Mardi Gras? I guess what? A couple weeks early. Well, no, yeah. Well, Fat Tuesday is next. Is next Tuesday, coach. So, so this is Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras one week early. Yeah. Right? What's that? Well, no, this is Mardi Gras. Oh, we mean we're in the midst of Mardi Gras now? Yeah, is it? Fat Tuesday's next. Is, this is February, coach. Fat Tuesday's coming up. It's you know what? I, I'm, you know, I, I mark a lot of things in my home calendar. I'm not sure Fat Tuesday and the beginning of Mardi Gras is, not, is one of them. So you've already got Mardi Gras going on in New Orleans. I was not aware of this. And the parade on top of it. Yeah, wow. and, and actually, uh, one of my roommates and I are thinking about going because I figure, you know, I don't have any money, but he's willing to drive down there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what I'm going to do is you can actually go like uh, like establishment to establishment if you have a plastic cup. So you can walk the streets if you don't have like glass with alcohol. Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go buy a bottle of Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. pour it into one of those glasses. Okay. Okay. A plastic cup, and I'll walk the streets. So, it'll, and then we'll come back the next day. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost me like 20 bucks to go party in Mardi Gras. I have uh, been in Mardi Gras a couple of times, went to school my first two years down in New Orleans. So I did experience Mardi Gras. Now, it's a long time ago. So I'm sure some of the Mardi Gras traditions have changed, but probably most of it's still the same. Everything I've heard. I bet you they hold on to traditions down there. Yes. Coach. They really do. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, the best way I can describe it, Joe, and you would, and you and some of your roommates would probably fit in well at home. The best way to describe it is like a degenerates convention. Well, I'm one of them, Coach. That's what I'm saying. It's like low life from throughout the country. When I say low life, I say it in the most loving of terms. But major parties from throughout the country gather together in one location for a convention of sorts. In this case, it's called the Mardi Gras. You know, when it comes to the the degenerates, Coach, I'm actually the vice president in charge of inactivity. If you're you're not, you shouldn't be. I understand. Yeah, you actually, though, be, be maybe now you're a little bit more mature. You and Mardi Gras about 10 years ago, I don't know that you would have made it out, quite frankly. Oh, no, no, to be honest, like 15 years ago, Coach, when I was like 22, 23, yeah. it, it, it was out of control. When I, around 1996 through about 2000, that, that was, when I was living in Lincoln Park, Coach, I, I really don't know how I survived it, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you, Coach. Before yeah. I got on your show, you say, yeah. it's... It, it, <laughs> It saves me, Coach, to be quite honest with you. Radio career keeps Big Dog above ground, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. Anything we can do to help your arrest record, Big Dog, I think I can speak for our entire staff here at thetalkzone.com. We are here. 
for you. And our lawyers are too. Yeah, you know, and that's still sprinkled all over the place. Of course, that really hasn't helped much, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I, I didn't catch any of the Super Bowl, but a uh, parade. But apparently, uh, it's been very hard to separate the Super Bowl trophy and head coach Sean Payton. He like slept with it the night before. I don't, I don't blame him, coach, and he has every right to. You know, sometimes you know, coaching always plays a difference in whether you win or lose. But to be honest with you, some teams more than others, and I think the Saints more than any other, mm-hmm. owe it to their coach for this Super Bowl championship more than pretty much any team that I can think of in recent history, even the Patriots and the Belichick Patriots. And mm-hmm. How everybody thought it was all him scheming and all that stuff. The, the, the Saints really owe it to this guy. He's really done. He's pushed all the right buttons, it seems like, consistently. What a fortuitous bounce of the ball, because I think we could all agree that if things bounce a little bit differently and if uh, Indianapolis recovers the onside kick, and scores a touchdown, and New Orleans comes out flat the rest of the second half, and the Colts go on to win, we probably would be having a slightly different discussion about Sean Payton the last couple of days. If if whoever number 81 is on the Colts actually catches that ball, Coach, mm-hmm. the Saints would have a two-score, the Colts would have had a two-score lead and the ball in the second half of that game. That would have happened. Things are totally different, completely different if that happened. Mm-hmm. You have Peyton Manning with a two-score lead in the second half of a game that means a championship of the NFL. Mm-hmm. The clock is just going to, for the Saints, it would have looked like it was going four times faster than normal at that point. So you're exactly right, Coach. But it didn't. They recovered it, and they took advantage of it. And uh, Phil Sims made a phenomenal point in, in when he said, right after they recovered it, all of a sudden there was a third-down situation immediately. And Phil Sims was like, you know, if they don't convert this and they don't score – it doesn't matter that they got the onside kick. They have to score in order to make it uh, worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was an excellent point. Yeah, absolutely. And then I thought about it. Was that really worth the risk? If you really think about it, not only do you have to get the onside kick, you're risking giving up unbelievable field position, mm-hmm. but you also have to uh, convert. And you still have only had the ball in your own 41. You still got to go 59 yards to get a touchdown. You still got to go 35 to get a, you know, a legitimate field goal chance. It's a really risky call, Coach. A real risky call. Glad you gave some kudos, by the way, uh, to Phil Sims. He's been taking shots upon shots from everybody. I tried to defend him the last couple of days with my two partners, not to not to very much avail. But uh, not that I think he's the greatest announcer of all time, but I think he does a decent job. And I'm glad you uh, at least noticed one specific case. He brought up a good point. Yeah, that's uh, I did think that, and I'm not going to sit there and bash Phil Sims. I think. Uh, your partners, our partners, should uh, have a way to be able to tone out the people that are actually calling the game. I'm not kidding you, Coach. I, I'm i really surprised I even could pull that out of there because I can't think of anything else they said the entire game because it's basically when we watch <laughs> – when my friends and I watch the Super Bowl, I mean, this football yeah. general, we just talk the game ourselves. We don't even listen to what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking the Super Bowl specifically. Yeah. yeah. And But just football in general. If we're watching the Bears – Oh really? When you're watching, what, uh, really? See, when I'm watching a regular like Ian game, Eagle has to stay, and and what Tim Ryan's thoughts are about what the Bears are doing. Most of those people have. We know the Bears better than those people, to be quite honest with you. So, well, you're right about the last point, but I would disagree with you. I think when I watch a regular season NFL game in the comfort of my own home, I do pay attention to what the announcers are saying, good, bad, or indifferent. Well, I guess I usually am watching the, the game with my buddies and all of us okay. that play football and stuff, and we're all talking. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it is kind of funny. Like, if you're listening to the Bears 
radio broadcast. I mean, they know the Bears inside and out. Yes. You watch the television. Uh, it's some guy that does the, you know, he does the, the new, the Oklahoma City Thunder games play by play during the, you know, mm-hmm. regular season. He does Oklahoma State, you know, uh, Baseball games, and next you know he's doing the, the Bears football games. Yeah, and he, so and he you know, he does his homework. You know, most of them work hard. They'll do their homework for four or five days, but all the homework in the world, your point is extremely well taken, can't make up for living and breathing the culture of your particular team. Not just in Chicago, I think any NFL fan could say the same thing. When they, you, you know, exactly. live, every city has to deal with this. It isn't yeah. just the Bears. Uh, they really should do something about that coach. They should have like one guy that calls like, or the two games of the week, like mm-hmm. uh, the noon game and the and the three o'clock game. Okay, so those are the two lead ones, and then everybody else should have their own broadcasters every single week. And well, they should... the only other thing about that is, even though they don't know our team as well, I do like listening sometimes to a national broadcast to hear a perspective a little bit different about our team. So it goes both ways. Well, sometimes uh, if there's a lo- like if our team is on any sport. Local broadcast, like a Cubs game, we or a national broadcast. I'll go to the national just to see what the people outside Chicago are thinking. Oh, I always do, by the way, Coach. When I'm in yeah. that situation, I always do. But I also would want the people that call the games to actually know what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes feel like for 80% of our – it's like it's always a national broadcast mm-hmm. when you're watching a Chicago Bears. Hey, real quick, besides the Tracy Porter interception, most spectacular play of the, of the game – Happened in the second half by the losing team. I had to see the replay to realize how spectacular it was. Any idea what play I'm talking about? Are you talking about the Peyton Manning throw to Dallas Clark? No. Wait, which one are you talking about? Fourth down, New Orleans gambles for it, and they go back to the same play they ran the play before. And it was right there for it. And I think it was number 58. They showed on the replay. You might have been going for a little year. You're talking uh, about in the second quarter. When did they gamble on the fourth uh, for fourth? That down? was that was just after the two minute okay. warning of the first. All right, uh, the I apologize, half. but do you remember the play I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Wow, they, they run off tackle to Pierre Thomas for the second play. Which I did not think they went back to the same play. I didn't think it was a horrible call. I thought it was a good gamble. I think it was number fifty eight, but that linebacker unbelievably shot through traffic inside and made the stop a spectacular defensive play, which was lost by many people who were waiting for the commercial and eating their peso dip. No, it was uh, it was Gary Brackett, coach. That guy can flat yes. out play. No, seriously, Indianapolis has a great defense right now, one of the top ones in the NFL. Uh, all they're missing is a running game, and they would mm-hmm. be one of the most elite teams in, in league history. But the problem is they don't have any type of running game. Uh, yeah, he made a fantastic play, coach. Yeah. Indianapolis, Indianapolis defense played well. Right. It's not like they were getting all run over by the the the, the Saints. The Saints had to play really, really, really good football to convert their twenty four offensive points. Beautiful. So. Big Dog, great to have you on again today. We got you tomorrow and Friday, three consecutive days, right? Yes, yes, you do, Coach. And now I have to go back to my job, which is writing papers for uh, for college students. Coach. I was going to ask you, on behalf of our female fans out there, which of the 47 part-time jobs that you have are you working today? This is a new one. You're writing papers? Oh, this isn't a new one, Coach. This is, I've been doing this for the last year or so. Wait, what are you doing? Uh, people, I can be hired out at it. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Is this illegal? I think, I think it might be, so be careful. You might want to just say you're shoveling neighbors' uh, lawn, uh, neighbors' yards today. Isn't that exactly what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> and the thought of you doing homework for other people, that might send the world of academia back about 18 years. 
But <laughs> that's, that's why I know it was just a joke. Obviously, all I can I'm say is that if you're writing papers for people, there's some college kids seriously desperate out there. But uh, any yeah, that establishments? Would, that would really seriously be a joke if people actually paid me money to write their papers. That's... Like four or five people at different schools around the area. Yeah. There's no way that that's too much of a joke. No, no, no. Uh, for our female fans out there, any chance you'll be out and about tonight, Big Dog? And if so, where might our female fans or possibly an interested male fan find you? Uh, well, to be quite honest with you, I'll be staying at home against tonight, Coach, but uh, I might walk up to Mike and Denise's uh, to eat some pizza. <laughs> I'm sure they'll track you down. All right, that's good, good. Beautiful. Dog, we'll check in tomorrow, okay? I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Beautiful. Joe Rodwanski, the big dog, joining us here on thetalkzone.com. we got to sign off for today's show. We appreciate everybody listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Get back into the college hoops. We look ahead to the weekend. Uh, what do we got this weekend? NBA All-Star game. I believe that's coming up this weekend. Also, the Daytona 500. Any NASCAR freaks out there? A little car racing talk. And, of course, the Winter Olympics is about to head Center stage, front and center. We'll talk about all that more tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. We much appreciate it. Don't forget our website, twoguysmike.com. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow at 10.